Hello and welcome to Sienna and Slate. The name Sienna and Slate pays homage to our ancestral ways of knowledge sharing. Sienna taken from the color of clay, from the earth that was used as a medium and writing tool, and Slate referencing a blade, like a, a tablet or a stone. These are the stories that don't get told anywhere else. Through a collective of deep conversations, storytelling, and sage advice, we celebrate the interconnected aspects of genius, resilience, scholarship, and well-being. This is a space for writers, thinkers, and doers. You are in the right place. I'm Dr. Keo, and in this episode, I share this space with Mackenzie Morrow, a music artist from South Carolina. In a recent interview about her music, she said, I write about whatever it is that I'm dealing with, and I share that because I know I'm not the only one going through it. I hope that sharing my experiences can encourage others and remind them that they are not alone. While she started out as an instrumentalist at a young age, songwriting most accurately embodies who she is as a person and an artist. Since Mackenzie's last release in 2019, she has been working on her new project, Black Butterfly. The intro music to this episode is from that album and the song is called Healing. So if you want to check her out, all of her information will be in the show notes and she will let us know more about that at the end of the show. This album, specifically Black Butterfly, explores topics such as mental health, love, relationships, emotional abuse, faith, feeling like an outcast, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Mackenzie. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Thank you. It's really good to be here, and I'm really excited to just have this conversation. Absolutely. I especially invited you to the show um, as a guest when I heard about how you used music as a healing modality. Your work is so amazing, and I'm so excited to uh, hear more about how you got, how you got started. Uh, what's the inspiration for for your music, and and how you use it um, use music as healing? Because I know so many, especially in the creative spaces, not just the academic space, but the creative spaces. Um, music resonates with us on on so many different levels yeah definitely and you know as i was in elementary school and middle school i always loved poetry and i think as i got older i naturally kind of gravitated towards writing my feelings out um, in that way and so music really has been therapy for me and it continues to be and you know, it's one of those things that it, a lot of people can relate to, but also in recent years, I've had people say, hey, like, why don't you write happy music? And um, I would almost try to write things to um, feel like, oh, I, well, you know, everybody's wanting this for me, so I guess I need to do that. And it just wasn't working. And I realized I needed to stay true to who I was and that, you know, music is ultimately like my music's ultimately for me because, you know, I'm the one creating it and going through these experiences, but that doesn't mean I don't want it to have an impact. Um, and I think that when you're real and vulnerable, that the people that need to hear it, they're going to really relate with that more than if I were to just try to come up with something. You know, and actually, 
um, there's something called music therapy and I shadowed a music mm -hmm. therapist in high school and there really are healing properties to it. It is such a magical thing. And um, I think a lot of things that can't be put into words can be put into a song. So yes, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you mentioned that it started with poetry and in a way the poet, the poetry is lyrical. Uh, it, yeah, so that is that is how people get started with writing music and things like that. So you say um, that you write the thing that you you need at the time, right? So what inspired you to create the Black Butterfly? Yeah, so that was actually a song I had several goes at. So there's like multiple versions in my voice memos. Um, but first of all, like black's my favorite color and I love alliteration. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. like just the nerd in me or if I'm biased because <laughs> my name is Mackenzie Moore. And then like, I know we're doing another conversation about my business, Mackenzie Muscle LLC, but I love the alliteration. And so, um, the concept of black butterflies essentially like being a black sheep, feeling like an outcast or like you don't belong. But I decided to use butterfly with the alliteration mm -hmm. and butterflies. Um, so that's really the concept there. And I know a lot of people can can feel this way. Um, and so even though you feel alone, you know, you're not alone. And and just again, that that concept of staying true to who you are is so important because growing up <laughs> sometimes especially like at school i would look around and just be like okay there are these these little cliques or groups of people who are similar and i'm just like i feel like i'm not in like any of them or you know don't really have a place to belong and mm -hmm. um, part of that in all honesty, part of that I kind of liked because it made me feel unique. Mm -hmm. I'm an Enneagram four, so like hardcore. <laughs> um, if you haven't taken the Enneagram test, go take it. It'll tell you some really cool stuff about you and it'll tell you all the bad things about you. You and you'll be like, <laughs> that's unfortunate, <laughs> but you're right. Um, so, so there was this concept of, of being the outcast or whatever. And but the cool thing about not fitting into a clique too is that like all of my friends were very different from one another mm -hmm. and still are. I've kept those same friends. Like I didn't have one group where everybody was all the same. It was all of these different people who were probably black butterflies themselves <laughs> or black sheep yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. um, so that's the really cool thing about it. Uh, but, but in the song it says, um, suffocated by this colorful world but no one ever said you'd be a normal girl tried to paint your wings but it didn't work if only you could see just what you're worth so it's like it's not worth pretending to be somebody that you're not when who you are is more than enough all along mm -hmm. yeah yeah and blood butterfly also signifies metamorphosis right so yeah. also the becoming of or um the um the growing into something yeah. right so then that yeah so when you talk about being true to yourself that's also very significant with the butterfly um is yeah becoming who you are and who you are supposed to be as well so 
I know many of us um, feel isolated or um, like the outcasts or like we don't belong or, or things like that, especially being creatives and being in our heads <laughs> most of the time and deep thinkers. Uh, so I think a lot of um, the audience will resonate with that story about, you know, having having a, a group of misfit friends that we kind of just don't fit anywhere, you know, in a space, but we kind of all fit together because we're all uh, different, but that's acceptable, right? And that's accepted in our space. So there's a lot of CNN Slate too. There's a lot of the people that come to CNN Slate and then resonate with what we do is because they probably don't fit somewhere, uh, right? In, in the box or with the, the, the clicks. Um, so then they're trying to find their home here. And we say that this is your space, you know, to bring all your weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love weird. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. To be yourself. So when you're navigating these spaces um, and, and thinking about being a creative in these spaces, what are some of those challenges that you that you have to have overcome? Um, in not just not just in the writing of the music, but also in the becoming of the music and, and embodying those those creative spaces. Yeah, I think there are several challenges and you know, starting out, I didn't really share my music. It literally was just there for me and maybe I'd show like my friends or family. <clears throat> but then as I began recording and sharing, you know, someone here and someone there would say, oh, I relate to that. And that was a pretty cool feeling. Um, I think the struggle is that just like with anything, everybody's got an opinion. So you kind of have to mm -hmm. deal with some of that criticism too, that is either constructive to help you become a better artist and you can take that and, and run with it and use those tools or the, or the criticism that's unwarranted and unhelpful and you just kind of have to go on about it and um, I think that's something I've gotten a lot better with through the years I used mm -hmm. to be totally un like <laughs> closed off to any anything I just be like this is my song this is the way it is but <laughs> I've gotten better about knowing okay this person is trustworthy and has like been in my life around my music that you know I, I value their opinion and okay, this person has no like bearing on this. So I'm going to just kind of go the other yeah. way or whatever. So it's, it's uh, definitely a challenge navigating that sometimes. And with art, the thing is too, that it's so subjective. So, you know, people mm -hmm. go on these shows or, um, or whatever, but it really is just like whatever clicks with that person. It really is all an opinion. There's no, really right or wrong. And um, I studied music composition for a while in uh, college, only a semester. I got in like a car wreck after that and it just changed everything. But but uh, the thing that really bothered me were there were so many rules about like how to write music. And it just, it really got to me because I'm like, this is art. Like, how can you yeah. put something like this in a box. Um, and so I kind of went away from that a little bit and 
do I regret it? Sometimes because I think knowing a lot more of those rules and how things work would probably make me a better songwriter to some extent. But also mm -hmm. I've seen people who were more creative beforehand get really trapped in those rules where they're like, oh, well, it'd be really cool to do this, but that, you know, it doesn't follow this rule. So I'm going to, you know, make it within that. And, and that can be a problem too. So, um, but the cool thing is too, there are so many musicians trained and untrained, like Elton John and Lady Gaga, they're like classically trained, super talented. But then you have like the Beatles and Foo Fighters who just kind of like did whatever and, and it, it stuck and they're talented yeah, uh, too. And their creativity is just awesome. So um, I think it's a, it's a balance with that. And, and again, just staying true with yourself and it can be hard being vulnerable too. Um, you know, that's not something I have a huge problem with. I'm, I'm a pretty open book. I'll talk about the struggle and all of that. Um, but one thing I really struggled with, um, and it's my song pretty unstable. And I had back and forth conversations like with my producer of like, should I do this or, or not? But I have never cursed in any of my music it's always been super family friendly or whatever which a lot of this mental health stuff even if you don't curse it's really deep um yeah and it's not a big deal it's the s word but, <laughs> but that really i was like oh my gosh i feel like this is what i wrote this it, it has like I didn't put it in there for the heck of it. It's got like a force and a meaning behind it of, of the weight that I felt when I wrote it. But yeah, you know, what are the people at, you know, church going to think or like, what's my family going to say or this or that. And, um, cause I'm, I'm a Christian. I go to a very small church with, um, People who have been there my whole life, they're mostly like 70 and above. Love them. <laughs> but, uh, what if they listen to this and they're just like, oh my gosh, and uh, all of that kind of thing. But my producer, he's also a Christian. He's like, he's like, I think it, it'll be okay. And I think it sounds better <laughs> with it and like, it'll be good. And he really encouraged me with that. And I'm glad because I, I think that's truly what I felt and wanted to portray, but it yeah. something was holding me back, but it, but, you know, I didn't feel convicted as far as like God or anything like that. I felt good about it, but I think, I think that's a challenge to like being aligned with my purpose and mm -hmm. like just keeping my focus on what God thinks instead of getting too caught up in what people think. Yeah. Um, as far as things like that go. And so that was a struggle for sure. But, but at the end of the day, I'm glad I did it. And at the end of the day, some of the constructs of the world are so weird to me because I'm like, who even came up with curse words that were just like, any meaning by that one, that's, that's the one you can't say. I don't know. It's just this very strange thing. If you think about it, <laughs> and a lot of things in the world are really strange. If you start thinking about it. So um, I feel like I yeah, said a lot right there, but hopefully it made sense. Yeah, but you're you're very intentional about the message that yeah. you 
to yeah put into the world and the message that your music conveys as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's not a bad thing <laughs> it and the the conviction that you have around your morals and values um speaks to the kind of character that you have as well with understanding that your that your music will span and reach a large population and so many people and that you essentially as a creative right so as as a writer as an author i i also understand that because my writing people will read this and it will have an effect it will have an impact on someone's life and i have to be intentional about the message that i want to portray and what i'm putting out into the world as well and the the um the words that are connected to my name, right? Because it is my name and it is who I am. And then it is who I portray and what I am embodying and, and me, you know, saying this is this is what I believe. Um, even if it's just for the moment, because we know that thoughts change, feelings change, we evolve as people. However, we need to be intentional about the thought that we have at that time. And the one that we are that we are putting out into the world because it has an impact on others for sure as they engage in our work and as they see us on the other side they may not know us they may not have ever met us right but they'll see us on the other side and have their thoughts about who we are based on what we put what we create um, and share with the world so i understand that and i appreciate the conviction um, that you have about your work and one of the reasons why I invited you to speak about your work here, because I know that that is that matters to you, um, and and you don't take that lightly. So yeah, so it's not like you're just putting anything, any and everything out here, um, just for the sake of saying that you're an artist and that you do music. But your music has an impact, and you talk about he the healing spaces, and you talk about. Um, the the shitty areas right but that's all that's life that's all part of life and someone is going to resonate with the message that you share and say oh my god i i know what you're saying because you're talking to me right so yeah. i i appreciate that as well that's a great yeah. way to put it and there's so many artists i feel that way about and like fletcher she's like very uncensored she says a lot of things that, that i wouldn't say but that's what i love about her because she's so raw and vulnerable and just like messy for lack of better words. That's the word she has used to describe herself yes. as a person as well. But, and then I met her yeah. too. She, she was really nice. And Allie and AJ, I love them too. And they've got some songs about mental health um, as well as yeah. potential breakup song from back in the day <laughs> with Disney. Yeah. And all of these people you collaborate with, right? All of these are collaborators. Um, all of these are influential to your work. Yeah. So in a way that they're um, they're also responsible for the, you know, of how the work evolves because they influence the work. And we can't do this work alone. We're all influenced by someone, uh, influenced by someone else's work. And that's just how it works. That's just the nature of, of the creation and the creative process. We're all influenced by someone else's work. It's not it's not this work that I've done alone. It's this work because of this person. I am because you are. I am because you did, right? So absolutely. Um, so and when we talk about, yeah, when we talk about that co-creation and that collaborative piece, that's, that's one of the pillars of CNN Slate 
is understanding that there's there are messages and there are there are um, the knowledge sharing practices that we need to continue to advance and to continue to share because if we're not sharing the knowledge then you know it it's not being passed on or the the ideas aren't flourishing um the creative aspects aren't evolving right so so I appreciate you giving them a shout out for sure. And that may be a conversation that we need to have in the future, inviting them on so we can all have this conversation about- um, Yeah, Avril Lavigne too, literally wearing her shirt right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, that's fantastic. So with all of this creativity, um, there's an element of stress that comes with it, especially for high achievers and for <laughs> wanting to do the work and wanting to do it right. And maybe even uh, an element of perfectionism, right? That can come in there. How, yeah, how are you? How do you deal with those aspects? So I know a lot of the people listening are academics and they probably struggle with overthinking and possibly anxiety, high stress, perfectionism, all those things. And that was me too. Like um, I graduated top of my class in high school and I was that straight A student who was just like, would take forever doing everything. I, it was just, yeah. Um, and, and you're right. And it's, it's funny. It's not funny, but it, it is uh, my boyfriend. I'm planning this album release party right now. And my boyfriend's like, a lot of people don't get to do this. And this is something you should be really excited about. How are you turning it into something that is causing <laughs> you to be so stressed out? And I'm like, it's a natural gift. <laughs> like, yes, a gift and a curse. <laughs> yeah. And the more, the more you start putting into your music, like I used to just do it, like I said, just for me and as a hobby, but the, the reality is when you're a small artist, everything comes out of your pocket and this album and the music video and everything, it, it's, yeah, it's uh, been a lot. And so yeah. trying to plan this and, and make sure it is a success. I mean, you do start to put kind of like a stress on yourself mm -hmm. for that. Um, and I remember too on the so on the song self uh which is the one we did a music video for <laughs> i cannot i cannot even forget this i i know that the word ocd is thrown around a lot but i yeah i will like hyper focus on the most like minute thing ever and like <laughs> stress out over it it, it was the way I was pronouncing something or like you couldn't hear part of the word or like I was just making it way bigger than it was. So I re-recorded the song and, you know, you can't leave well enough alone. The song sounded worse the second time I recorded it. <laughs> we had to just go back and like use the original one. I'm like, yeah, I just like paid for more studio time to sound yeah. because I couldn't leave it alone. Yeah. Um, so that that's a lesson for me. And the truth is, Art is like never done. You could spend a million years on a song and still add to it, still have alternate versions and still think of new lyrics that could have been better, add to it or whatever. But 
but I've learned you just kind of kind of close the book and be like, okay, I'm done with that one. But you can revisit. I'm actually doing, um, I'm going to be releasing a version of a song I've put out before. One of my favorite songs called Six Months uh, that I have a music video for, but put that one out in 2019. And we've done a version of it that's more cohesive with like the style I've kind of grown into now. So there's that option too, which is pretty cool. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely being a perfectionist can kind of con you out of of uh, some of the good things. And and Two Self was a song that um, someone who uh, is a professional, they were like, I, they and they liked other songs of mine. They were like, I would not recommend releasing this song. And that hurt. It did. Yeah. But I also knew that even though I have a relationship with that person, I trust that person, and this person is a professional, that everybody's going to ha have a different opinion. And I had other people yeah. say, I've had other people since then say, hey, this is like my favorite song, you know, so far of what you've done. And so I went for it. And not only did I go for it and release it, like we did the music video for that song. And the video was actually like a healing point too. So when I wrote Self, it was actually about like the pre-breakup phase with somebody I really needed to get away from who had become emotionally mm -hmm. abusive and all the things. And it was just kind of like me feeling like it was my last ditch effort to kind of make things work or whatever. And then as time progressed, it became, oh, this is a song I wrote. It's my creation. It's my baby. Like I'm excited about it for that. And then um, at the video, my brother directed this video, did a phenomenal job. We had an amazing crew. Aaron, who has directed my other two videos, he was the DP. And <laughs> the day lasted way longer than we thought it was going to last. And Trey and Aaron and I ended up staying instead of till 5, till 12 a.m. We, <laughs> we finished the last shot at midnight. I've got, oh, I've got it. The, <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> this is no. it's a good um this is the yeah i forget what you call it but <laughs> but i kept it and i gotta be careful because it's got dry erase marker on it but um it was like done right at 12 and it was a very long day but anyway my brother who's a professional directed it and there's one part in the video which involves a lot of mirrors where i'm walking away from the mirror as in like you're gonna walk away leave all your bullcrap behind and who better to tell you that than your brother who knows what all your bullcrap is <laughs> <So> <laughs> like that just stuck with me and i think that's what we're all trying to do and you know mm -hmm. like the butterfly sheds its cocoon or whatever we're trying to shed those things that weigh us down or cause us problems yeah. or those habits that like we're trying to break or whatever to grow into this new person. And so that, that part of the video kind of signified me letting okay. go of those parts of myself. Now I still have some of them, but oh, sure. trying every day to like get better with that. Some days it's worse. Sometimes it's better, but that's the human experience. But it's um, that's kind of the meaning of the song for me now. So not only, 
can a song mean different things to different people? A meaning can change over time of what it actually means to the same person or even the artist, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that totally resonates to the process of um, not being so attached, <laughs> yeah. right? To the work because I I get that I'm writing a book um, from my dissertation work and I'm like oh but this doesn't right and this is just the first draft and I'm already going back and editing and I'm like you know better than to edit right before the thing is done you know better so sounds like yeah. me trying to create my first batch of merch and now I have like yes. 200 different sheets in Canva and like multiples of where they look very similar <laughs> I'm like exactly. I'm like there. Are, there's no way to do every combination. Like, just let it go. And I like still haven't sent it off the print. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I have to think about that when I'm doing the podcast too, right? Because it's not going to be perfect. There's something that's going to be off. Uh, whether it's I have my nose is itchy or right, my guest does it, whatever it is, right? But that that's also the authentic piece of it. So people want to see that authenticity. They don't want to see the polished best version you have. They want they want and resonate with the person that that looks like them, that also has flaws, that also, you know, messes up and they can see that you are human also. Because if not, then you're just perpetuating this this air of I don't mess up and I don't expect you to mess up either. And that's not how we live our lives, our daily lives. Well, y'all should have seen my bangs before this. <laughs> I can see a yes. song. <laughs> you should have seen her bangs before this. She <laughs> she brushed them so many times. <laughs> no, that's in the back of your mind now. Like thinking, oh, my bangs. You're not perfect. But you look you look perfect and people are going to resonate with you because you showed up. Thank you. Right. And so you showed Yeah. And the thing is too, you know, we strive for this perfection, but I actually had my best friend sent me some photos earlier and she was like, Which one do you like? But the photos were like so perfect that I was yeah. like, They look good, but I you know, I really prefer the real you that I that I see in person, like you're beautiful just the way you are. And um, I think people do do appreciate that. Like we're striving for something that we don't even expect or want from other people. And it doesn't really make sense. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, so that, that brings me to be curious about how, how do you attend then to all of the parts of yourself that you're caring for while you're creating? Um, and, and being in this creative space, but also being, having the other aspects of you. I know you have um, McKinsey Muscle, um, and I've invited you to to follow up in a future podcast with me on that part of your creation as well. But how are you attending to all the parts of yourself that do all of the things while also trying to stay creative, um, continue to write, continue to publish, continue to uh, be visible putting out music videos and and all of these other things yeah i think that's a great question and especially you know for your listeners i know you probably have multiple things going on and just like you you're doing a book and podcast and all this different stuff um 
you probably have people tell you, Hey, you can't, you can't do everything or you shouldn't do everything. Or I had one teacher tell me if you try to do everything, you can't be the best at anything. Oh, it really made me mad. (laughs) But (laughs) I was upset after that. But, you know, as I get a little bit older, I, I do start to see that a little bit. I do think you should do all the things that you want, but also like listen to your body. I know it's really hard for dreamers like me. I hate the word being like, I hate the phrase, be realistic. I'm like, just crush my dreams. <laughs> Say that like heads up in the clouds. I'm like, this is where, this is where I'm going. But um, just be realistic about like, the fact that you're human and that we do have like a certain amount of bandwidth before we start feeling burnout and things like that. And I think that's something that I've really struggled with um, myself, but also making sure that you're filling your cup because, you know, if someone were to say like, you know, you shouldn't focus on music because you're losing money doing it or whatever. And I am right now. I make some money from doing it, but I've definitely put more into it. But that's like what makes me happy. The first two years of my fitness career or my fitness business, I should say, I didn't record. I didn't really write much. I wrote a little bit, but I didn't record at all. And I did not feel like myself. I felt like there was a piece missing because I'd always yeah. been the most expressive person, like even in high school, like with my clothes, I'd wear like knee high converses and stuff like that, <laughs> which yeah, Amber was the reason, but I still have them. Uh, I'm not ashamed, but uh, you know, I had always expressed myself through clothing. And so not only was like the music stuff missing, I was always wearing like athletic clothes and I didn't yeah. really feel like I was able to get that expression out with that and so i think that's part of why this album came about is that once i dove back into music i was like screw this i'm like all in about to you know do this huge project um which i could have done in a smarter way too but it's okay <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of the process that's part of you learned right it's, it's yeah and i have to yeah with my own business i have to learn that as well uh, because we don't know how it's going to evolve and we don't we don't know what we don't know and we're new to this right so some of these things are new so we're going to make mistakes but it's part of the learning process and it's not that oh my god i regret ever doing that it's like no this is what i learned from that and this is how i can do the next iteration better um having learned what i've learned but it but i think the big thing is that in the reflective piece of it we have to get the learning we have to yeah. understand what we've learned. Yeah, exactly. And like making sure that you're not losing yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because like I said, that piece of myself had been missing, but also this health piece is, you know, big for me. If someone was like, don't ever work out either. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, so, and I think that's an important thing with taking care of ourselves too. You know, um, I'm going to obviously talk about it more in the next podcast but make sure you're taking care of yourself making sure make sure you're fueling yourself giving yourself enough nutrition and make sure you're moving your body you know a lot of people think you have to go to the extreme with that but really 
having that balance is key. And I think that that's a big part of taking care of myself, making sure I'm exercising, eating right, hydration, and making sure I'm being able to like express myself through clothing at least some some days of the week and, you know, writing and and recording and putting that art out there because that really makes me happy to have this thing that's like, okay, this didn't exist. And then you like spoke it into existence. It, it yes. started out as a few words, like on a voice memo or a melody on a voice memo. And then you wrote it down on paper and then you put some piano to it and then you took it to the studio. And it's like, it's so cool to see the finished product. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you bring up a really good point about um, not compartmentalizing. Right. So you have to attend to the creative side of McKenzie, but that creative side is not going to um, be nourished if you don't attend to the wellness side of McKenzie. If you're not attending to her and exercising, moving your body, taking care of her, eating right, getting enough sleep, all of those things will will make the artist McKenzie very cranky and not able to create. And the artist McKenzie, if she's not able to create, will make the <laughs> the um, wellness coach, the fitness coach McKenzie very cranky because those things work in, in hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, they work in tandem. Mm -hmm. Coach McKenzie and artist McKenzie are very two separate like parts mm -hmm. of me. And like I am the same person all around, uh, but it's almost like you step into that role or... Yes. Like when I'm artist McKenzie, I'm I'm full on um, creative, all those things. And then when I'm Coach McKenzie, it's like stepping into that leadership, stepping into that guiding the clients, and you know all of those types of things. Um, yeah. So you can have different yeah. parts of yourself that you step into while still being true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And many of us I know um, in the academic space have to juggle multiple aspects yeah. of ourselves. Yeah, in the academic space, but also in the classroom and then outside of the academic space. So so I think that resonates as well. Um, being true to yourself as a whole, being able to step into those different roles. Yeah, because, you know, even if you're pursuing your doctorate in in one thing but you really like to paint or something mm -hmm. i would encourage you to paint like you might have a great idea for your dissertation or whatever you're doing while you're painting and that just goes so so many people that i know who are super talented in music and other things they're like yeah I just don't play anymore and like you can tell that they're not like they've kind of lost their light a little bit mm -hmm. but they're like yeah it's just something i used to do don't put so much pressure on it to where you're like oh if i don't make it big or something then i'm not gonna play. like that like remember why you started to play or to write in the first place um yeah because you know the you deserve to get that creativity out and i mean there are so many relatable things that other people could um, just relate with, with your music. And, and, you know, the world is missing out on that if you decide to mm -hmm. stop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So what are you celebrating at this time? I would say the album release really soon. Um, and, and also too, growth. Um, so the song used to it, which is the first single off this album, it's gotten over 3000 streams on Spotify. And I know that's not like some huge number or whatever, but that's awesome. I, I'm really excited about it because if, if you're an artist and you're hearing this, you know that on Spotify, you start out with all these sad little less than a thousands <laughs> under your song. <laughs> and so mine finally reached a thousand and I was like, Woo! and then it just like kept going. And so, um, you know, it's not just a numbers thing, but it's really cool to think, okay, my music's been able to touch like thousands of people. Um, it just helps, helps drive that purpose, you know, even more. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm pretty cool and I wish that I could see like each person who has listened yeah. to it any time that you know even if you're a small artist even if you never make a bunch of money from music or anything like that like you're still impacting somebody like there have been people yes. who me or come up to me during shows and been like oh my gosh like I really relate to this and it, it it's really it's really cool like it's a really cool thing the next, yeah. the next cool thing that would happen is if I was at a show and people started like singing the song, that would, oh, that would blow my mind. There's <laughs> like 20 people and they knew the words, it would blow my mind. <laughs> yes, it's coming. It is coming. We are putting that out into the atmosphere. That is yeah. coming for you for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. As we um, begin to end the show, what... What is it that's on your heart that that you need the person who's ever listening to know? Or what is it that you haven't said that you may want to say? If you are at a point where you're struggling, you feel isolated or alone, make sure that you reach out. I know that, you know, I'm not in school anymore, but I can imagine like the stress of adulting has gotten to me. So I can imagine if you're doing school and adulting that it would be really, really hard uh, mentally and physically. Um, and I know a lot of people, you know, through college or just in different experiences, I've seen them struggle. And I just want you to know that you matter. Um, you're important. You were created for a reason and yeah, you're not alone. And I hope that if you get the chance to listen to my music or any other artist's music, that it can be, you know, of comfort that we're all human. We're going through this human experience and it's not going to be perfect, but there are things in life to have joy about, even when it doesn't seem like it. And even when you don't feel like getting up, like still, still fight to get up. Yeah. That resonates with you as well. <laughs> you were speaking to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. We have one last segment um, off the cuff. Okay. Right. So it's so where people send in a random question uh, that we ask our guests. So we have Angela from Kentucky that has asked. Yeah. What would be your superhero power? 
That is really hard. Okay, I don't know if any of you guys, this is one that I wouldn't have picked before because I didn't think of it as a thing. But if any of you guys have seen, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's, it's the Netflix show with the plane that travels like five years into the future or whatever. There's this guy named Zeke and he can touch somebody and take like what they're feeling like if they're feeling immense sadness, he can like take it away <laughs> from them. Unfortunately, he feels it really hard. So if I could have the superpower to like do that, but also <laughs> it not hurt me, <laughs> that would be great. Cause I'm a huge empath. So if I could just like touch somebody with my finger and then they, they're like, yes. yeah, yeah, I feel great now. That would be, yeah. that'd be awesome. <laughs> We can tell that you that you care about people, um, that you have a, a, a deep, a big heart, and you feel deeply um, just through your music as well, and then through your message. So we sincerely appreciate that. And we appreciate Angela for the question as well. If you have a question, um, you want to submit a question for the Off the Cuff segment, send it to hello at Sienna and Slate. Before we sign off, what are you working on that we can support? I know that you have your album coming out next month. Mm -hmm. um, Black Butterfly comes out next month. Um, where can we find you? Where can we support you? How do we access your music? Yeah, yeah, great question. So I have a website, mckenziemorrow.com. I've got Instagram, mckenzie.morrow.music. Same thing on TikTok. Um, if you listen to a song and you're like, wow, I relate to that and you want to have a conversation, feel free to message me. Um, there's the music videos out. Would love for you guys just to, just listening or checking out any of that or having a conversation with me would literally mean the world. And um, if you want a t-shirt, let me know. I'm working on them and I'll have them <laughs> right soon <laughs> if I can decide what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, I'm just really excited for all that. And you can find me pretty much anywhere that you listen to music, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, you can Shazam, all that stuff. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. And we will for sure be looking out for you. New music videos, your music. Um, we'll put all of your info in the show notes so people can access and just click on the links. Um, and just access you really easily. Is there anything else that you want us to want us to walk away with? There are so many things that I could probably say, but I think I I think I mostly said. Um, okay, I, think I said mostly what I want to say. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate you sharing space with me. Um, like I said, if we can do anything to help you in your endeavors, just let me know. I appreciate you for reaching out and letting me be a part of this podcast. I think what you're doing is amazing. And, you know, a lot of times with, um, you know, people who are working on that higher education and academics, they put so much pressure on themselves and probably feel yeah. isolated. So I don't know that I've seen anything for their mental health specifically out there. So I think it's really awesome that you're creating this, this space. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate the confirmation. 
Yeah. And you're affirming. Yeah, you're affirming the work that I'm doing. Um, this is not going to be our last conversation. We are going to meet again so we can definitely talk about body image and fitness and wellness and well-being and all of those things. So catch us on the next episode as I talk to Mackenzie about um, another venture that she is working on, Mackenzie Muscle. But as we end our time, thank you for listening and watching. Please subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, write a review and leave a five-star rating and follow us on social media as well. If you have an idea for the show, would like to be a potential guest, or are interested in learning more about Sienna and Slate, reach out to us at hello at siennaandslate.com. And we hope that you stay well and take care. People always tell me, just be yourself.